0: Hi there and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him and today we are going to talk about simplifying and how we can start right now, right this moment, how you can start simplifying because so many people say they want to simplify and they don't even know where to start and usually the hardest part is taking that first step. I mean, you can read all about simplifying. You can have a plan of action on how you're going to reduce clutter, how you're going to purge the house, and you start reading all the books and the blogs about, you know, minimizing. And then you just look around at your own self and your own home and your own life and you get so overwhelmed and you end up throwing in the towel before you even start. And sometimes you get super motivated to start and you're ready to go full force and you do. You start. You start and you're into it and all of a sudden that kind of all unravels after a few days. It's like you had that great start and then it all kind of falls apart. Um, So we're going to talk about how you can start right now but how you can also manage to keep it going and not give up on it. And you know simplifying is a buzzword these days. Um, You'll hear a lot about minimalist living and simple living and it's kind of a buzzword these days, but I think it is about so much more than clutter and it's about so much more than stuff and um, it really is a heart issue and it starts inside and what we see on the outside of our life is really is a result of what is going on on the inside. So if things are looking a little bit out of control on the outside, then maybe we need to learn how to get them under control on the inside. So, um, you know, we are a society that right now, the way we live, it's basically saying whoever has more stuff is happier. Or if we attain more things, we will find more joy. And what happens is we work harder, we toil for those things, and we end up becoming more unhappy We have bought into the lie that if we have things, we will find something else. We will find happiness. We will find joy. We will find peace. We will find contentment. And what ends up happening is our houses are really full, but our hearts are empty. And I don't know if you feel that way, but some people do. So that's what we're going to talk about today and how we can minimize the amount of stuff we have, yet we can have more joy and peace and contentment than ever. And also, we're going to touch a little bit on the mental clutter. I mean, we have so much information available to us nowadays that you would think we, as a society who pretty much can know it all at any moment, you would think we would have reached some place where we would think, wow, we finally get it. (laughs) Yet what happens is we have so much information screaming at us from every direction that we end up feeling even more confused, even more discontent, and sort of like, I don't know, we just, we're lost. We have that blank stare as we're scrolling on the internet. Do you ever do that? Do you just stare at all the information there is and you're just scrolling and scrolling and you don't even really know what you're looking for anymore, It's like you have that vague stare and you just are so overwhelmed with all the information you don't even know where to start. So we're going to talk a little bit about ways that right now you can start simplifying your life. It doesn't have to be something you need to plan for and say, you know, I'm going to simplify. I'm going to make a big plan. I'm going to have a system in place. And, you know, next week at this time, I will start my plan. You can start right this moment. And starting small is the way to success. It's just like if somebody were to change, you know, eating habits or whatever it is, they always say you start small. You don't go into it with this um big, huge uh expectation that you're going to revamp your whole life in one day. Start with tiny little steps and gradually build on those. Um, And like I said, simplifying, the first thing you have to do before you can even start simplifying is to realize that it is about so much more than just getting rid of stuff, physical stuff in your life or mental stuff. It's about understanding the heart behind why we have so much clutter and why do we think we need so much. And it's really about focusing on the fact that God is all we need and there is nothing else else that can fill that void. And a lot of times we are trying to fill a void by thinking the more stuff we have, the happier we'll be. So once we realize that God is all that we need, and he is the one who fills every void and every need in our life, The need to have other things gradually will dissipate. Um, I've talked a lot about on my blog and on the podcast how we moved last year and how we definitely purged and minimized when we moved. And it's been a huge difference. And I talked about that recently in um, a podcast and a blog post about living clutter-free. And really, though, it is about... um, Feeling such a weight lifted when you realize that none of that stuff really made me happy. Sure, it's nice to go get things. And then once you have them, the novelty always wears off. It's like a kid at Christmas time, right? They get their gift and it's so exciting. And sometimes the anticipation of it is actually more. And then once you have it, it wears off. But that's because all these things that we have are just temporary. And the Bible says that all these things will wear away. So why would they provide us lasting happiness? The only thing that doesn't wear away is God. That's the only thing that's eternal. That's the only thing that will satisfy forever. So recognizing the fact that sure things make us happy, you know, for a little bit here, and it's nice to have things and it's nice to maybe get new things or go shopping for new things, but none of those things really provide deep satisfaction or lasting joy They may provide for a short time. So we must recognize that. And um, the same thing with information. Like I said, we have more information than ever, and yet we're completely overwhelmed at what to do with it all. So before we can even begin to break down all of those things, we need to start by knowing our Creator and our purpose, which is to know Him and to make Him known. The things that satisfy are... Getting to know God through his word and learning his word. Oh boy, does his word excite me. We're studying um, Joshua in our Bible study this year and with the kids, you know, for school. And there are some days where I'm just practically screaming at my kids like, look at this. How exciting is this? His word is so exciting when you see the depth of what the creator of the universe has to say. That to me is so exciting. And in turn, I want to share that with others. And there is such a satisfaction and a fulfillment in doing that and sharing that with others way more than any material things could provide. The closer we are to him and the more we know him when we study his word and we pray and we get closer to him, the less desire we will actually have to fill up on stuff because we are closer to him. We're not trying to fill up on things that are temporary. The more I have gotten to know God in the past several years, and the more I study His Word, the less the world has a hold on me, the less the things of this world have a hold on me. I mean, we moved last year, and I love my house. Believe me, I love it. But it doesn't provide for me that satisfaction like, you know, oh, I have to decorate it and make it look just so. I look around and I realize it's a temporary home until I get to heaven and I don't, um, you know, I liked for it to look nice and we just painted our kitchen last week, my father did and I absolutely loved it and I was saying how beautiful it was and I'm not really one for decorating at all but, you know, it was exciting but I also recognize that it's not the be all end all of my life, how my house looks. I enjoy my house because of what I can use it for, for having people over, for memories for my own family, for having Bible studies, for having women over, for prayer. You know, I see my home as using it for an eternal value and not just trying to show it off and make it look pretty and make it look nice or even, you know, just decorating it for the pure joy of decorating it. Sure, things can look nice, but I recognize that true joy and satisfaction does not come from those things alone. Um, So anyway, let's get back to the heart of it, the issue, and how you can um, recognize that true satisfaction will never come through anything of this earth. That is the number one thing you can do to start simplifying right now. Get in your Bible. Get in your Bible and get to know the Lord. Get to know Him really really well i'm not talking about just reading a verse and saying okay that was nice i can move on study it study it deeply read commentaries read what other people have to say just let it speak for itself i am telling you you will start to feel different romans twelve two tells us do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind when you read god's word it transforms your way of thinking And when your mind is transformed to a more heavenly outlook than, you know, or your gaze is heavenward rather than um, looking at what the world says, it is transforming. So getting to know God is going to transform your view of what satisfaction, um, where your satisfaction lies. Um, And one thing you can do right this moment to simplify Right this moment, besides obviously, I would always say start with the Bible, start with the Bible, get to know God, is get outside. Get outside. We are a society right now that is so um, addicted to our technology and our computers and our smartphones, Um, and even, you know, reading. It's fine to be reading, but Get outside, put all the information away. Put the computer away, put the books away, put the phone away, whatever it is that takes up your time. Get outside and just be. Be still and know that I am God. Sit outside and look around. Whether you live in the city or the country or wherever you live, you can do this. Just take a deep breath, notice the sounds outdoors. Feel the air on your skin. Look around. Notice things that we often take for granted. Look at the birds, the squirrels, the bugs, whatever it is. Do it by yourself and then do it with your children. But what I'm saying is when you connect with your creator, there is so much there that you will realize that there is so much more to life than just ourselves. Because we can get very wrapped up in our comfort, our security, what we want, what we want to know. Um, you know, our daily life, when you disconnect from yourself for a bit and you get outside and you notice there is a whole huge world around you going on, from the tiniest little bug to the people around the world, when you sit outside and you really notice that and think about your creator, it's going to give you a view of a much more simple life because you'll realize that you don't need all these things to fill up on. Then you can choose a verse from the Bible to meditate on. Just pick one and focus on it. Focus on his word. Fill your mind with thoughts of him and replace your worldly ones. I just said Romans 12, 2 says that, but Philippians 4, 8, whatever is lovely, pure, um, excellent, praiseworthy, think about these things, right? So when you're filling your mind with godly things rather than earthly things you're going to find that the um the need for simple it just gets it gets bigger and um you know another thing and I'm, I'm definitely known for this one is when you could do this right now wherever you are look around the room and notice how much of this stuff in that room you are going to take with you someday when you die None of it, right? I remember my grandmother always saying that when I was little. You can't take it with you. She would um, come downstairs. She lived upstairs, and she would give me things of hers, you know, gradually as I was entering um, the age of getting married or living on my own. She would give me bowls, and she would give me, you know, different things from her house and say, you know what, I might as well give it to you now. I can't take it with me. Because she recognized the wisdom of, sure, this stuff here is, Um, fun and it provides a little bit of joy, but nothing we take um, with us for eternity. And I'm so guilty of maybe overdoing this sometimes, but I'm always thinking about eternal perspective. Like, well, what does this matter in the grand scheme of things? Or what is, um, you know, all this like stuff like seriously when I painted my kitchen last week it was fun it was exciting to have a new color but honestly does it really matter in the grand scheme of things no so just not putting so much um, stock in the things of this world and realizing that um, nothing absolutely nothing here do we take with us Um, another thing you can do right now is go into your closet and decide to keep only the things that you will wear this year. Giving away stuff is such a blessing. Um, Give away what you won't wear or what you will not wear and simplify your closet that way. And it always feels good to give things away. Um, You know, you can realize... Do I really need to have this closet? I mean, who else does this? But I think, well, maybe I'll wear this someday. No, if I haven't worn it, I'm getting rid of it. Because it's really just causing more stress because then everything is overflowing and then you feel like it's messy and then you're always trying to keep up with organizing things. Same thing with your children's closet. Go to their closet and see how much do they really need Um, and, you know, give away what they don't. to somebody who really might need it and evaluate their toys, same thing. Um, look at what they play with and what they don't play with. We are very minimalist when it comes to toys in our house. I mean, I think I talked about this on a previous episode, but my six-year-old came to me and said, "'Mommy, I miss our old house "'cause I had a toy box there.'" And I said to him, a toy box, it was a toy box filled with pieces of toys and broken toys that no one ever played with. (laughs) And um, it cracked me up because he was talking about, oh, what happened to that toy box? But when it was there, he never played with it. And everything that was in it was hardly taken care of. So when we moved, we really only took, you know, the Legos, which is like their main toy. And um, of course, we have some electronics and things like that. You know, some little, some little games and crafts and stuff. But really, we don't go overboard. We make our kids play outside. We make them um, get in nature. We make them do things outside or creative things. Um, The older boys, their, their play is really work. You know, they've been building things and working. And um, I just think it's so much more beneficial than overwhelming kids with all these toys. Kids need to use their imagination. They need to be creative and they actually need to be bored sometimes. It's okay for a child to be bored. That's how they use their imagination and they learn and they explore. Um, So you can do that right now. You can go and you can evaluate um, what toys you need and what toys you don't need. Now, if you're looking around and you're like, I don't know even where to start because you're one of those, you know, families that just has so much or so many toys or, you know, you just feel like you can't even begin. A good thing to do is pack it up temporarily. Say to your kids, let's just pack up, um, let's keep everything that you can't live without, you know, that they think they have to have. And the things that you could live without for, say, a month, let's pack them up and put them away and see what happens after that month. Because we've done that when we were moving and you know what? They didn't recognize the stuff was missing after a month. They forgot about it. And it really goes to show you what things really are important. So you can definitely do that right now. You can go and evaluate and you can... um, Pack away some things, and I'm not saying you have to throw them away or even give them away. Just pack them away temporarily and revisit it in a month and see how, you know, how the kids are able to entertain themselves without all those things. And I bet you'll be surprised. I bet you'll find that they find um, really useful ways to entertain themselves. Um, Another thing you can do right now is just start in one room to declutter. Don't look at it as the whole entire uh, house needs to be decluttered this week, because then, like I said in the beginning, you're going to look at the overall picture and get so overwhelmed that you're not going to do anything, or you may be so super motivated that you may just bite off more than you can chew in the beginning, and in a few days you'll be like, oh, just forget it, this is too much. So starting with one room, and even if it has to be one shelf in that room, or one cabinet, or one area, and just do one thing every day. You know, just one cabinet, um, one area of a room, and then each day commit to doing another area of that room. If you take it in small amounts, it is much likely to stick. And as you're going through the decluttering process, You are really going to see how little you really need. If you ask yourself these questions, will I take this with me to eternity? No. What is the use of this in the grand scheme of things? Is it really worth keeping or is it just something that I have to manage and take care of and it just causes more clutter? Um, Another great thing you can do today to start simplifying, turn off the noise you can declare yourself for 24 hours or whatever you would like, pick a time period to take a fast from the internet and um, you can decide to do it for more than a day or you can just see how you feel, you know, after um, one day and see if it if it's necessary to do it longer. I've, I do this every so often and um, you just realize how much mental overload really weighs you down and you just realize how much more clearly you can think when you're not being bombarded with so many different things from so much different social media. So um, when that fast is over, because let's be realistic, it's not going to last forever. We're not, we don't have to shut down. You know, People take it to the extreme and say, I just can't have any social media. See, that's the thing about simplifying. People go to extremes. They either just feel like it's too overwhelming and don't do it, or they go to the opposite extreme and they just start, you know, really overboard and, and then that's not, really, um, that's not really teaching you for long term. It's the same thing as like with a diet. When people say, you know, you have to learn how to manage this for life and how to eat properly for life. So rather than starving yourself, you learn how to eat properly. It's the same thing with the internet. You don't have to starve yourself from it forever. It goes back to the heart. It's a self-control issue. And self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And if you're walking with God and you're getting closer to God and you're praying and you're in your Bible, a fruit of that spirit is going to be self-control and self-control over your internet usage. And it's also going to transform your way of thinking so you're not going to desire to be on the internet as much. When you're filled up with God, who needs to be filled up on what everyone else has to say? When you're filled up on his word, who needs your whole house to be filled up? And that is the real um, message I want to get out to you guys today. And that when you are simplifying, it is so much more a heart issue than just um, looking at the outside picture. So like I said, if you are filled up on him, You are not going to want to be filled up on all these endless articles and what everybody else has to say on Facebook and what everybody else is doing on their Instagram because you have God filling you up and you know the truth. You're not constantly seeking for another truth because you know the truth. Sure, it's fun to be on social media. Hey, I work in social media, so I'm on the computer. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have fun connecting with my readers out there and I have fun encouraging and writing But it's not where I find my true satisfaction in life. My true satisfaction is not found endlessly scrolling through the internet. And, you know, I say this because I know how that feels. I have done that. I can remember times of my life where, you know, I was just searching for something and I didn't even really know what it was. And I just felt discontent. And the more I searched and scrolled through the internet just to see what everybody else was doing, I just brought on more discontentment. So if we put... The first thing first, which is reading our Bible and getting to know God and being in the Word, then the internet usage is secondary to that. The decorating our homes is secondary to that. The filling up of our homes um, with, you know, whatever it is. That's all secondary stuff. See, I think this world has it backwards. It's this world says that we need to fill up on stuff. We need to fill up on, um, you know, the internet and knowing what everybody else is doing out there. And then, you know, we'll read our Bibles later or then we'll go to church on Sunday. But it's the complete opposite. We fill up on him first. And then the other things are secondary. Um, So really turn down the noise, get to know him and it will change your perspective You won't be endlessly searching for anything because you'll have found it in his word. Another thing you can do today to start simplifying, go do a kind deed. Now, what does that have to do with simplifying? Again, from the heart um, is the overflow of our actions. Go do something kind for someone, but I'm going to tell you, do it anonymously. Don't go do it and then, you know, say you're doing it. Don't do it because you want to be noticed. Just do it for the act of kindness. That provides such a satisfaction that you're not going to be looking to find satisfaction in things. That you're not going to be looking for that, like I said, you know, we're all filling up our homes because we're trying to find satisfaction in something. No, go do a kind deed for someone and don't let them know you've done it. And you will feel such a satisfaction deep down. And it'll bring you joy that no material item can bring. So I challenge you to try that today. Try it. And it's actually kind of addicting. You'll want to keep doing that. Do for others instead of constantly doing for ourselves and bringing in more stuff to our own homes. Go bless someone else. You know what else you can do today that you can sim- um, to simplify? Go and make a recipe from scratch, slowly, very slowly, and um, not, you know, the easy way to just sort of do it to get the recipe done. You know, I feel like a lot of times I cook that way. Oh, I have to make food because company's coming over. What's the quickest way? Or, oh, I have to bring a dish to church for the potluck. What's the quickest way to get it done, you know? Sometimes when we just kind of go back to the old-fashioned way of doing things slowly and thinking about, you know, how you're preparing something and preparing it from scratch with real food and real ingredients, it actually helps us to appreciate simplicity. Instead of rushing through it just to get it done, appreciate the steps and the the time that it takes and slow down. This fast-paced world we live in can really complicate things. Sometimes it's like fun to just kind of slow down and enjoy doing something just for the sake of doing it and then hey you can take that recipe and go bless someone with it drop it off at a neighbor's house and uh, you'll see the satisfaction that comes from doing these simple things another thing that you could do to simplify today is to write a letter to someone how does that how does that make life simpler Again, go back to the old fashioned, sit down with that pen and paper and write a letter to someone. I love doing stuff like this because it really reminds me of, okay, this fast paced world is not always better. It's um, more convenient and it is quicker, but it's not always better. We forget sometimes that when we take time to actually sit and take out our beautiful stationery and that pen that feels so nice and to write a letter can be really fulfilling and satisfying. Sometimes when we go back to the basics and the old fashioned way of things, it helps us to not want to keep cluttering up our lives. Um, Another thing that you could do is um, volunteer. You could uh, simplify your life by volunteering. That sounds counterintuitive, right? People say, well, oh, I've, my plate is so full, I'm so busy already. Why would I go volunteer? I promise you, when you take the focus off of yourself and your needs, life becomes simpler because you realize there is so much more to life than just you. <laughs> and a lot of us need that reminder sometimes. And it helps to fill those voids. Again, we're not filling up these voids falsely with stuff. We're filling up these voids with things that are eternal, that will matter. And when we volunteer and we serve others, those are the things that truly fulfill us. Um, So again, you can choose today to have less stuff and to do more things, real things. Choose instead of buying your children something to go make a memory. Choose to do something that will provide a longer Um, gratification than an instant gratification, right? A memory lasts forever. A toy breaks down. A toy gets lost. A toy wears off in a year, the excitement about it in a year, probably in a few weeks, (laughs) the excitement over it. Um, You know what else you can do today to simplify is to have a no spend challenge. I want to try this. I've seen a lot of people do this and I'd like to try it at some point. Um, And I think that will really put your focus again where it needs to be. And a no spend challenge would be like, say for a month, you say you're not going to buy any extras. You're just going to live with what you have. How much does that not only simplify your life, but make you appreciate the things that you have? And one thing I would definitely say too, you can do to simplify today right now is to look at your calendar and just put a big X, maybe once a week, maybe if that's too much for you, uh, once every other week on a day where you're going to put no commitments, none. That's going to be a day where you are going to completely not be committed to anything outside of the house, and you are going to schedule that time with God, schedule that time in the word, pray for others. If you want to simplify your life, get in prayer. Get in prayer and pray for others. Again, it takes the um, focus off of yourself and you are praying for others. And then pray and ask God to help you simplify. Help, Ask him to help you focus on the things that matter. Ask him to help you focus on um, the things of him and not of this world. So if you're looking to simplify today, there are so many things you can do to start. But again, let's recap. The main things to do. Number one, without a doubt, main thing to do. Get in the word. See what God has to say about stuff. Look up verses about what God has to say about possessions. That's a great place to start. And start writing that down. Research it. Journal it. Study it. Then um, pray and get to know God, and your mind will be transformed. Simplifying is about so much more than just reducing clutter in our lives. It is truly a heart issue. The more you are filled up with God, the more you are filled up with eternal things, the less you will want to be filled up with earthly things. And that will help to reduce your clutter and to simplify your schedule and to simplify um, your life overall, filling up on God and not on stuff. That is truly the one thing I want you guys to get out of this message and to understand that the overflow around us, or if our lives are feeling out of control and they, you know, we're always saying we need to simplify, we need to simplify. Well, why is it like that? Evaluate your heart. How did it get this way? Why am I buying so many things that I don't need? Why am I focused so much on how my house looks? Why am I, you know, filling up my home? Or why am I spending too much time on the internet? Or why am I spending too much time out of the house running around with too many commitments? Why are we doing that? And then once you evaluate that, then you can start working on those heart issues. Because if you just start cutting out commitments on your calendar and you just start decluttering your house and you just start limiting your internet time or whatever it is, That's not enough for this to be a long-term process because that's just focusing on the outside issues. Again, this is a heart issue. The more you are closer to God, the more you know God, the more you are transformed by his word, the less you are going to want to live like the world, the less you are going to want to be filled up with earthly things, the less clutter you will bring into your life and the more focus you will have on things that matter and things that matter for eternity. So I hope that gives you a little bit of um, ideas about simplifying. And again, these are things that I just, I love to talk about and write about. And I don't expect everyone to agree with me. This is just me sitting in my office, speaking to myself as I tell my husband. He says, oh, you're going to go record a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I'm really just going in like a crazy lady and talking to myself in my office. (laughs) So I don't expect everyone to agree with me. I, you know, this is just what I've learned on my journey and if it helps somebody out there, then that's great and if it doesn't apply to you, then that's fine too, but this is what I have learned and what I truly do believe for me that if I have God, that it will certainly simplify my life. because. I can fill up on what is most important. So I'd love to hear what you think about it. We can continue the conversation. You can um, come on my Facebook page for Simply Living for Him. And um, if you are a homeschooler out there, you can check out my website and my Facebook page also for Bible-based homeschooling. And that is a place where I share all sorts of resources for the Christian homeschooler. I also have a um, Facebook page for my latest book called Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. And that book is all about pretty much some of the things we talked about today, but all about getting rid of that ideal that the world places in our heads and following after God's ideals. And that's in our for our homeschools. But actually, I've had people read the book who aren't homeschoolers, and they said it applies to all areas of life. So that book is available on Amazon in Kindle or in paperback, and I also have a Facebook page for Real Homeschool. And that Facebook page, I'm really trying to build a community of moms who are looking to be real with each other, you know, to share our joys and also to share our struggles and to support each other and to support one another. So you can check out that page. You can also um, go to my Instagram, which is Simply Living for Him, and you can see fun little snippets of our day. We moved this year to a more simple life out in the country and we have a little farm I call it a farm but you know compared to some of the real farms around here it's just our little hobby farm but we just got chickens and we have gardens and um, I like to share stuff on Instagram about our day and um, you can uh, check me out at simplylivingforhim.com where I write about all things simple following Jesus and not the world. So I thank you for listening. Again, this is Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. And uh, I'd love to hear from you on my Facebook pages. So come on over and say hi. I wish you blessings and joy till the next time. Bye.